What's going on, y'all? Welcome back to Straight Facts, a sports show that educates and entertains. I'm your boy, James Jackson. That's Jake Galley. That's Stat Matt over there. No Kyle Sirik. I mean, I'm just going to get used to us not being able to put a full roster together, but it's playoff time. So, like, I feel like like we, we got to at some point. Like, we're like the Lakers right now. Sitting in, sitting in the uh, it, I would say we're a lot like the Celtics. It's been a while since we've had our full our full top lineup going. Right, right, right. We're right, persevering. Right. We're we're into the playoffs, so we're, we're into, into the playoffs. playoffs. We're, we're not the quite the Nets because without our top lineup, I don't think we sustained a number one or two seed. But anyway, speaking of Eastern Conference playoff teams, that's just going to lead us right into the first team we're talking about because we, we want to get into the NBA playoffs. Obviously, we talked about the play in last episode, and currently, as we're recording Wednesday. Um, you know, the, the 19th at 510, the playing game, the first Western Conference playing game is about to start soon. Second one will be after. So we're going to stay away from the playing games and talk about the playoffs afterwards because we don't know the matchups just yet. And that's perfect because I feel like we haven't talked about the Milwaukee Bucks that much on this podcast. And we need to, especially the new look Milwaukee Bucks. It's not a two team race at the top of the Eastern Conference. And, and the Bucks are the reason why. They have something to say for that, absolutely. So the, the Bucks finished the season on an eight to two run, and, and Giannis finished with very very similar stats to his MVP season. Um, and it's just whether or not his new supporting cast is going to show up. So Matt, you got the facts on there. I need the facts on, on the Milwaukee Bucks. How they're doing? So they're number one in points scored, but twenty second in points against. They lead the East in net rating, and uh, they replaced Eric Bledsoe last year with Drew Holiday. And that was mainly just for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. They, they saw Bledsoe coming up short in the playoffs in both uh, the Raptors series two years ago and that Miami series last year. Mm-hmm. And they picked Drew Holiday. And this is the moment. And I know Milwaukee got like a really tough draw of having to play Miami and then Brooklyn if they beat Miami. But it also will show like exactly what they're able to do. Mm-hmm. Like their first series, they'll see if they're different from last year. And I just want to, I don't even know if I can take a victory lap on this. For, but for what? If we remember all the way back last year, before last year, I went out and said the Bucks aren't actually that good. When they were on that big, long winning streak, or before the big, long winning streak they had last year. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys remember this. I was saying the Bucks are frauds, blah, 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 blah. This was after they choked in the playoffs of the year prior. And... They went on this big, long winning streak, and you guys made me apologize for saying that. They and then once more, two and eight. And <laughs> then once more, Matt, they choked hard in the playoffs. And you know what? I gotta come back, and I gotta say I was right all along. You, you right all along. How does it, how's it all of it now? Why do you want to pat on the back now? As they're eight and two going into the postseason, as they upgrade all around Giannis with Drew Holiday and PJ Tucker. Like, how is that? How's it relevant now? So here's why it's relevant now, because it says, and you, you you mentioned that, you know, we haven't talked about them and there's a reason for that because to this point, they have not proven that they are a true contender. They look, they have all the bells and whistles of a contender. They have the MVP player. They've got a great coach and a great supporting staff. You know, th- their lineup is definitely scary in that regard, but their play style and on the coaching end, I don't think, you know, Bud in the playoffs has proven he's not all that either. So it's going to take a solid run to the Eastern Conference Finals, which I don't think we get this year, to really, like, like say, like, we're legit, you have to take us seriously. That's why. That's why I'm going back and taking a victory lap. Um, okay. I, I guess I hear you. But they they absolutely did upgrade their team. And that's, and that's why 
Like I'm giving the Milwaukee Bucks an absolutely fair shake to win the Eastern Conference. Like it's it, it's almost as much like you know chances as I give the Sixers to win the Eastern Conference. Like they they are right there be, because of because of what they did and. It was unconventional because Giannis, above everybody, was screaming for the Milwaukee Bucks to get him some more help. People wanted the Bucks to give Giannis help so he stays in Milwaukee. And I think it was perceived that when you give somebody help, it's on the offensive end. It's get him another scorer, get him another all-star, get him another marquee star-level player. And the Bucks gave him and surrounded him with playoff-ready talent. Like, like all around, like plug in pieces to help Giannis where he's not there, to help him excel at what he's doing in the playoffs, but but take other stuff off of his plate that he can't necessarily do. You bring in a guy like Drew Holiday, who's great defending on the perimeter and one of the most underrated point guards in the NBA on, on both ends of the floor. You come in and get PJ Tucker, who can guard one through four, sometimes one through five on the defensive end, and maybe even take a pivotal matchup away from Giannis. You end up facing the broken nets or somebody. Now PJ Tucker can guard Kevin Durant for majority of the game. Giannis doesn't have to spend that energy on the defensive end. That's huge. And and combined with Dante DiVincenzo, you know, coming into coming into to form being a starter now. Like I think the Bucks gave him very solid help. So the it, thing is about not wanting Giannis to leave is that Giannis has been the reason why they lost. Giannis has severely underperformed the last few years in the playoffs. It wasn't like a LeBron situation when he was with Cleveland the first time where he was putting up 38-8-8 and then they still lose. He was really struggling. He only averaged 21-10 and against the Heat last year. And the year before, his field goal percentage in the playoffs just completely collapsed compared to his regular season field goal percentage. He hadn't, he never learned, he has not learned how to guard, how to play when defended in a playoffs manner. Like he'll light it up in the first round. I mean, like not this year. I mean, like in past years when mm -hmm. they play like a Detroit or whatever. But when they, when he plays the teams that actually have a chance to beat him, like Toronto two years ago or Miami last year, he has complete. He has not been able to figure it out, and that's the reason why they've lost. And that's really what we need to see um, this playoff series against Miami. He needs this needs to be a statement series from Giannis for me to actually take them seriously. And, you know, James, I want to go back to the point about defense, because theoretically they, they did improve on the defensive side of the ball when you just think about the addition of Drew Holiday, who everyone knows, you know, phenomenal defender. But the, the stats don't bear that out. When you look at their points against, they're 22nd in the league. Last year they were eighth. They had a good defense last year um, compared to this year. And then also what I found really intriguing is when you dig down into like the field goal percentage allowed, uh, Eric Bledsoe actually has a markedly better defensive field goal percentage than Drew Holiday does. 41.4% versus 47.4% for Drew Holiday. Now, Matt, I mean, I, I, numbers lie sometimes. Mm -hmm. I just, like, is, I is, have a tough is, time rationalizing. Like, is, is Eric Bledsoe, like, come on, is Eric Bledsoe that much more of a great defensive player than Drew Holiday? The, the, this is, this is, this is my take, is that... Giannis last year went all out for the MVP Defensive Player of the Year last year, mm -hmm. and he got it. He wanted to be part of that echelon, and then he failed in the playoffs. And this year, he hasn't played that hard on defense compared to last year. He's been a good defender, but he's clearly taken a step back. And I think the, they viewed the regular season as let's learn how to play together, and the playoffs is where 
the regular season doesn't matter to the Bucks anymore because they already conquered it. Mm-hmm. They've been the best regular season team in the East for the last three years. They're the best team them. in the NBA. Best team in the yeah. NBA. Yeah. And so it doesn't. So this is it, it. It really comes down to how they play against Miami. If if Drew Holiday can lock down Goran Dragic or Jimmy Butler, whoever they put him on, it's it's about Giannis overcoming Bam Adebayo. Uh-huh. It's about all these things, and that's what makes them so intriguing because they get the test immediately. And Bud, the reports are out, he's going to be fired if they don't make a deep run, which means, like, even if they play Brooklyn tough in seven, looks like he's out. Yeah. So, if it's a tough seven-game series against the Heat, they're going to get waxed by Brooklyn. Yeah, they but can't put mileage if, on themselves like that. If they if they dominate Miami in the first round, winning in five or sweeping, then they'll have a shot. You, you Jake, you believe that if they lose to Miami or if they, even if they don't make a, like an Eastern Conference Finals or Finals run, that that buds out? Is he that much on a hot seat? I mean, sometimes they leak this type stuff to like juice up the team. If you remember this, you know, a very similar report came out about Brett Brown and they ended up keeping him. Uh, I would have to think, though, even given how good Brooklyn is, if they don't make it to the conference finals, like, it, it's bigger than just your coach not being the guy. Like, you're on a clock with Giannis to where who knows if he's going to pull an Anthony Davis-type situation. There's already been rumors that he doesn't want to play in Milwaukee if they're not winning and if they can't build a championship team around him. Who, who would? Who would? Who would? Who exactly, would? right. <laughs> Milwaukee, it's a shithole, as Joel Embiid said. But, I so I think for a lot of reasons, it's bigger than just Coach Bud's you know, performance or lack thereof. Right. It is, is this going to be a move that appeases Giannis when we didn't when we came up short? Mm-hmm. And, and unfortunately for them, as luck would have it, Jimmy Butler didn't play in any of the three matchups that the Bucks played the Heat this year. So now the best player comes back to play that killed you in the playoffs last year, and you haven't even been able to do your homework on him if you're a Drew Holiday, P.J. Tucker, one of these defenders who come in and ha- haven't faced him um, yet. So that, that remember the, the Heat are the defending champions of the Eastern Conference. Mm-hmm. Like that, that that's a big. They're they're still good. They struggled off the gate. A lot of that because of the very short offseason. Um, but and Butler was had COVID early. But since then, they've been really good. So they're not someone... I think they're the fourth best team in the East. It's just they're the sixth seed. Mm, that's tough for the Bucs. Speaking of really good, the teams in the Western Conference are really good too. The one and two seeds. But but people have... Quite some, literally, the best two teams the in the NBA by record. But people even have questions. Obviously, these two teams are the Utah Jazz and the Phoenix Suns. We're going to get into both of them. First, we'll do the second seed Suns. You see behind me, CP3 for MVP. You know what it is. Point God, my guy. But we, we have some questions on if the Suns can, can really do it. If matched up with the Lakers, that's, that's the pivotal question. If the Lakers beat the Warriors tonight in their playing game and the Suns get matched up against the Lakers, the defending champions, LeBron James... Do they, do, do, can they, how do I even put this question? How do I even put this question? If they get matched up with the Lakers, <laughs> can they do it? Like, I get, is that, that's the question. Can they do it? Like, realistically. Uh, I think you're, you're going to be sadly disappointed uh, with my answer. They, they, I think that they will give the Lakers a tough series. 
but they're not beating the Lakers in seven games. Thank and you. it is Thank so you. Thank you unfair. Thank for letting down easy with they'll give the Lakers a tough series. That That's where... That's where they will. You know what I mean? Like, thank, thank you, I guess. It, it, dude, it is so effed up that they're going to... Pro- Most likely, we're recording this uh, before the Lakers game is played, so who knows what will happen. Mm-hmm. But if they likely... I mean, they're, they're likely going to draw the Lakers, and that will be one of the more, like, bad luck draws. Probably in the NBA since... The Suns didn't get in the playoffs when they won 48 games like in 2014 or right, something. Right, That's like the, the last bad beat <laughs> that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, terrible. Terrible. That That is crazy. Well, well Matt, before... The Warriors have a shot. The Warriors have a shot to beat the Lakers tonight. So it's not set in stone. But what this means, we got to go forward in seeding in the sense that the top seeds should be able to pick their opponent. That would be Ooh. great for TV. Oh, that would be, be. be great for they don't believe in us. Like, imagine if, like, the Jazz could go, like, after the playing games, like, okay, we want Golden State. And then the Suns can go, hey, we want Portland. And then and then it could be, all the, the Lillard could be like, they fucking wanted us. So let end this a great, like, nobody believe in us I've thing. never heard of that before. <laughs> I've totally, totally, totally never heard that before. And it's, it's, it's interesting. I don't know if it's applicable, but it's, it's very, like, I don't know. Maybe you could because do that. Someone like, someone like Phoenix is just really tough. I understand that they've been like horrible for like seven years now, but this is like a team where they actually have a real chance to win. And I know it's like, oh, we're young. We have a lot of time. Well, you don't have Chris Paul for a lot of time. Like You probably don't have is, him after this year. This is a one and this exactly. is a one thing. So this is just like a, and then they're just going to get screwed potentially. But about about Phoenix. Yeah, give, it, give me that. Let's, let's, let's talk about how good they've been. Okay. They've had a lot of good injury luck, but they've also been like really, really good. They started the season 8-8, eight and eight, and then they exploded. Just absolutely off the charts good, and they're the most efficient mid-range shooting team in 20 years. Mid-range That's game 47. is not dead. 47.4. Not dead. They're... They're, they're, you could say little, little playoff experience is a harm. You could also say they don't know how big it is. Like, they, they, they're not going to feel the pressure because they don't have a lot of expectations, despite the fact that they're the second best team in the NBA. That's true. My record. And they could really, they, it's not a shoe in that they lose if they play the Lakers in round one. I don't think it's a shoe-in if they lose. I just think you have to be, especially if you're Monty Williams. This, this not a, it's not a, a new coach, young buck, wet behind the ears coach, man. This, this is a guy, Monty Williams, who's been around the block with Chris Paul. Like, like <clears throat> he was on a Chris Paul-led team or coached a Chris Paul-led team that actually legit, like, was a was a Western Conference, like, title-contending team. So we, we know what we when we've been at the top of the mountain and what it looks like when we have a title-winning team. We have a good team. And we have a, a a a team that's ready to go to battle and do some damage in the playoffs. But we I don't know if it's a title team, and especially not if our first round is against LeBron James. Like like we we're a title winning team if we get to face any of the other you know if we get to face the Grizzlies in the first round if, or the Spurs in the first round. But but LeBron uh, now for the first time all season fully healthy. That's where the question lies. Like, are they are they well, that? The, the question beyond that is, and here's their potential out, is if LeBron isn't fully healthy. If that ankle is like 70%, 60%, and he knows it's time to come back, so he's back in there battling through, but it's not the LeBron that we've always seen fully healthy in the playoffs ready to go, they have a shot because I they... That. 
I, I hate that it's it's reliant on his health. Like that's the only thing that we're the only I mean, thing we can hope for is his health. You, of like this is the one seed. Like if they're healthy the full year, this is the one seed. This is how bad of luck. Most likely, this is how bad of luck that they got with this draw. And and even beyond that, like I wouldn't be all woe is me yet. You know, watch the first couple games because they do have the pieces to match up. Mm-hmm. You know, Mikel Bridges, he's not. A LeBron level player, but on defense, he's someone that you can stick in front of LeBron and make him work a little bit. You have Chris Paul. Like, Chris Paul is the ultimate orchestrator in a playoff series where, you know, however they're playing you, he can, you know, if they're, if they're going to play you back in the paint, he'll hit you with a little pull up on, on a pick and roll. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if you're if you're going to attack hard, he'll, he'll switch onto the big. I love that playoff <laughs> basketball is pick and roll heavy because that's why he dominates it. Exactly. Um, like, they have the tools. But with all that said, I would be shocked to see them in the Western Conference Finals. Like, like but, fast oh, no, forward. But, but at this point, would you be shocked to see them in the second round? Because they <laughs> because they face like that's Jake. That that's where my mentality goes. Like not we're, we the Western Conference Finals feels like a win. It feels like dude, we made it. Like we we got past LeBron, and then after that, who, who would potentially Denver, we, we'd I think, have to beat? Right, the Portland after that. That's the Denver. the four seed. Denver, Denver, Portland. Denver, would be Denver, the to Portland. Like we did, we made it. If we if we get to the Western Conference Finals, do you see them getting to the second round? Is my question. If if they don't play the Lakers, they'll make the conference finals. So you, you I, have I agree. Beating Denver or Portland. If Den- Denver, I would actually. If Denver had Jamal Murray still, I'd pick them to win the West, no matter anything else, because I think they're like that good. And the Lakers have just been mailing it in all season, and that has to come back to bite at you. There's a reason why, other than strike years, the strike year of '99, no team below the sixth seed has ever made the finals. Like it's the regular season does matter in some extent. I know LeBron is LeBron and he's won 27 consecutive playoff series that aren't the NBA finals. But <laughs> but they they've just there's they have no I know they won the title last year but they made a lot of changes like Floyd Howard's out, Rondo's out. They all the new pieces that they put around. Yeah, man, you're ready to don't, see it. They don't have it. It's a different face. I know I I I recognize where this is coming from. You're ready to see it. Sorry. <laughs> you're ready to see a different face. They're still it, defensively one like the probably best the team. Best no, no, team the, 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 the best. They, yeah. they, it was I mean, announced today or yesterday. So it makes it so tough without LeBron and. But that was that's what's so scary is that was without LeBron and AD eighty percent of the year. One or the two of them, you know, they were still the number one defensive team. And then you're bringing two defensive player of the year caliber players back. Scary. And and you and you want the Suns to deal with that? Come on, man. Come on, man. So, so the second question is, would would this would this season feel like a win for the Suns, the number two seed in the Western Conference, even if they don't make the finals? If they get past LeBron, is the season a win? I don't think. I think it's a win already because they've that's been horrible a, that's such for a, a long time. Prize like for Chris, I guess for everybody else, yeah. For Chris Paul, this can't be a win. This can't yeah. be a win. You did this last year. Like, granted, you were the four seed, not the two seed, but you did this last year. Like, like this can't for be... For Chris Paul, it's not a it's win. It's not a for win. For Chris Paul, it's like the most crushing thing of all this time. Is, this is like, I, I like, 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 cool, I'll go and do my job. I'm hyped for it. It's not as bad it. as watching your team miss 27 threes in a row while you have a hamstring. No, that's nothing, that's gotta nothing's be as bad as that. Nothing is as bad as that. But this doesn't suffice that. This, you know what I mean? This doesn't make up for all of that. 
like like getting past the first round i'm supposed to do that i'm an all i'm an all-time great so like if i was chris paul i'd be just totally distraught if i if they lose in the first round if i'm a fan that's a stain on the reputation um, does. i don't think it's a stain dude they're, they're playing the defending champions like i don't like, like there's been worse there's been worse clipper losses uh in the past but you didn't have to say that no. as as a fan i would be like pretty upset but overall i think eventually you look back and like see this is a good step the only people who view this as a win and the only people who view this as like, yeah, this is, you know, we, we did our job. This is good is the front office. They built a great team. They got terrible luck. They think that they're going to be good going forward. Like they're, they're, they're fine with how the season turned out. Those are the only people who view it as a win. That's a very good point. They can pat, they can, Jerry Cross is up there can pat themselves on the back. Not to, that that's disrespectful to whoever actually the Suns front office to James Jones, um, you know, former executive of the year. So don't want to disrespect him by calling him Jerry Krause. Anyway, the number one team in the West, the best team in the NBA on paper, the Utah Jazz, are another are another question mark, and and a team that never came back down to earth. Maybe this is their Earth now. Just the statistically the best team, or by record, the best team in the league. But Matt, I need the facts on the Jazz because we kind of have almost the same questions about the Utah Jazz. But I, I need the facts first. They made the most three-pointers per game in NBA history and allowed the fewest threes in the league overall. The last team to lead the league in three-pointers made and lead the league defend the three-pointers against were the 99-2000 Pacers who made the NBA Finals. And the Jazz, on top of that, they've made 10 threes in every game, at least. That's unbelievable. Yeah, that's actually insane. Every single game, they made at least 10 threes. That's nuts. How are the Clippers the best three-point shooting team in the league with, with statistics like that? And they're 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 so deep because they, you have Jordan Clarkson off the bench averaging 18. You have Joe Ingles off the bench shooting 45% from three. Every single person can destroy you on any given night. You'll have a Donovan Mitchell game where he goes off. You'll have a Joe Ingles game where he goes off. You'll have a Jordan Clarkson game where he goes off. You'll have a Rudy Gobert game where he destroys Anthony Davis. Because I'm going to say that the Utah Jazz are going to win the Western Conference. Hello. There it is. I, I think I think they, everyone, oh, I forgot about Mike Conley. Last year before the season, everyone got a lot of like jazz level. Look, they got Conley and it'll work. And then it didn't work last year. But they finally meshed together this year. And they're exactly what, they're the best version of themselves. And the best ver when you're that good and you're the best version of yourselves, you have to be considered. I know LeBron's there, but absent of LeBron, I don't see any reason why they would not make why anyone other than the Lakers could beat them. Even the Clippers. The Cl no. Oh, oh, he scoffed at it. Oh, Matt was offended that you not, just said that. He did not like that. He did not I'm like that. I'm not going to trust the Clippers until the Clippers <laughs> give me a reason to trust them. Any, anytime someone makes this noise right here, you know you just said something <laughs> really stupid. <laughs> trying to get rid of the taste in their right, mouth. Right, right. Whatever you just, so, I would say that I would be... A little surprised if the Clipper or if if the Jazz are the team that makes it out of I'd be very the West. I'd be very surprised. Um, I, I only say a little because they don't really have in the West like a team that matches up super well against them. Like, you know, optimally, 
a team like the Clippers is playing against a team that has, you know, forwards, uh, the Lakers. I mean, they're really built built to beat the Lakers, the Clippers are. And when you look around, like, there's not a ton of guys who are built to stop Donovan Mitchell in, like, a playoff series. Maybe you put Kawhi on him, but, like, that's not, like, the optimal matchup for Kawhi. And then Denver doesn't have anyone to guard Donovan Mitchell either. And they play great team basketball. So, like, I wouldn't be shocked to see Utah in the finals. But I would be... The the, the aspect of it that I think would surprise me the most is that a team led by Donovan Mitchell Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. is, like, good enough to get... Because, like, ultimately Mm -hmm. what it comes down to is, like... How great are your stars? And we can maybe we can maybe get into like the Rudy Gobert conversation in a little bit here, uh, which we were was was hot before the show. Hot. But because it's uh, just like I don't know, like your stars are ultimately like fourth quarter games. Who has the better stars? Mm-hmm. That's all, or who has the stars that are performing better? Mm-hmm. That's ultimately what it comes down to, and I'm all not sure that that can be Utah all the time. I gotta say, the Jazz give me big Heat vibes from last season. Like Mitchell can play the um, the Butler role, mm. Gobert can play the Bam role, mm. and I actually like their role players mm. just as much. And the thing with what you're saying about matchup, matchup Jake, is I think it works out really well because the the Achilles heel of Rudy Gobert's entire defensive career is that in the playoffs he gets abused by guards. He just gets like especially James Harden, just time after time after time he was it's unplayable. Nightmares. Yeah, he was unplayable in those Rocket series. Last year, Jamal Murray did a really, really good job of taking him to task. And there's no guard in the West that year, other than Curry in the first round. But that's all. Like, Curry will win two games by himself, probably, scoring like 50 points. But that's all the Warriors have. Mm-hmm. So um, they're not a real threat. And I. I think Gobert matches up really well with Anthony Davis. I think there's a lot of just bodies you can throw to disturb LeBron. Um, and I I just, I want the regular season to matter. <laughs> so it's a little hopeful. Yeah, try to push it there. Two things, two things, two things. Matt, one, difference between the Jazz this year and the Heat last year is, is the Heat had the advantage of, of kind of sneaking up behind people as a five seed. Not having your target as a you know target on your on your back as a one C. There's there's a difference there. There's a pressure that comes with that. Um, and then Jake, I completely agree when you when you say the playoffs are about whose stars are better. Who are my stars better than your stars for a a seven game series, a best of seven game series? My stars have to be better than your stars. And a team by, led by Donovan Mitchell, just right now, no disrespect to him. He's he's a good player. He's one of the stars in this league. But compared to the stars on the other team, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Kawhi Leonard, Leonard, Paul George, Nikola Jokic, Chris Paul, Devin Booker. I think those stars on pretty much all those teams that I named would perform better than Donovan Mitchell for a series, for a full series. So I would be very shocked if the Jazz came out the West because of that. I would say that I understand they're not going to sneak up behind people like the Heat did, but their the home court is so big, especially in a city like Utah, where like the altitude fucks with like nah, the players. Yeah, they, it really does. Players and players. And, like, they're thirty-one and five at home this year. Like, it's going to be really tough to go in there and win a game. Mm-hmm. And home teams 
just, you know, in, in these two playing games that have already happened while we're recording, the home team won. Mm-hmm. So, you know, with the increased capacity, that could be something to look out for. But only thing I'll say in defense of Donovan Mitchell is, you know, think back to the bubble last year. It was literal insanity watching him and Jamal Murray, Murray go, go at, forth, go at yeah. it. Right? And for Denver, it was Murray in that series. But, you know, at any given time, it could have been Jokic. The problem with Utah, when we when we look into the Stars um, lineup, they have Mitchell who can take over a game on offense. And just about every other team has like one, two guys. They have two guys pretty much on every contender, except for Denver without Murray now, where like you have two guys who can dominate offensively. There's one guy on Utah that can dominate offensively. Mm-hmm. That's Donovan Mitchell. Mm-hmm. He's going to get all of the defensive looks. And that's because... And now let's bring it in. Here we go. Here we go. Roll it in. Rudy Gobert (laughs) is maybe the most one-dimensional star in the history of the NBA. Like, take that for what it is. People say he is having the greatest and and have stats. They don't just say they have stats Mm -hmm. to back up Rudy Gobert having the best defensive season of all time. I'm here to tell you. Not true. Rudy Gobert is not the best defensive player in the NBA. He's not. Whoa. He's not. Whoa. He's like, so, like, if I'm building a team, like, if I have to pick, like, like choose your ultimate defender, if you're starting a team and, and you're picking, or, like, I don't really know how to phrase it, but, like, defensive player of the year, but, like, you're, you know, in that, a guy oh, who would rank in that category, yeah. I just get to select from there. Rudy Gobert's, like, third or fourth on that list. Who are you taking above him? For defensive versatility, which is what we'll get into, that's, like, my biggest thing. You got to be able to guard multiple positions. You and, can guard and, one and position. That, and that is, and 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 that's where the, the conversation gets hot. I, I want to allow you to to back up your point before before I, I bring mine in because that's absolutely where the argument gets hot. But before we do that, who, who would you put before him? Who would you like three? as as uh, just strictly defense? The fa- strictly how defense. hard you have to. <laughs> How are you? have to define it. It's how I know you're about to say someone crazy because you can just <laughs> define it really hard. But yes. Okay. So just strictly defenders who I would take above him. <laughs> yes. Draymond Green. Okay. Ben Simmons. Kawhi Leonard. Mm-hmm. Ben Simmons. And now this is where we start to get crazy because you're not going to like the answer. <laughs> but number four is Matisse Thibel. Ah. I would take over. Matt, here's what makes me mad, Matt. Is the only I, I, is the only just reason as a defender is the only as reason just as a yes, just as a defender. Nothing else. The only reason <laughs> the only reason you don't shoot that out the sky is because you're a Sixers fan. That's the only reason you don't shoot that down with a bazooka. Thibel per minute is the best defensive player in the NBA. I'm not getting into a Matisse Thibel. I'm not letting y'all get me. But he, the not, he only plays 20 Matt, minutes. He only plays Matt, 20 Matt, minutes a game. I am not getting into a Matisse Thibel <laughs> conversation right now. But, but Jake didn't go. Jake didn't go as far as I would go, which is that Rudy Gobert is not the best defensive center in the NBA. It's still Embiid. Embiid is a better defensive we, center we than are, Rudy Gobert. We are straight facts podcast. We we give the people the facts. We break it down concrete, and we are a we are a trusted source for people to get good conversation and good statistical analysis. And here y'all go murkying up the waters when a guy is having an all-time great defensive season. Yet nah. guarding one position, he's a center. I, he's he's an elite <laughs> rim protecting center, and and, I, and 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 is doing it at the best level maybe we've seen ever. If if 
And maybe it's an era thing because when Hakeem was doing this, people were going crazy. When Kareem was doing this, people were going crazy. When, when elite rim protectors were doing this back in the day, people were going crazy, especially on, on the defensive end. Like, like you have to give him his props. And Joel Embiid is not the best defensive center in the NBA. Not this season. Rudy Gobert is. Gobert is higher on my list because games have to be played. And, like, Gobert's defensive impact and the amount of games he's played is bigger than Embiid's impact based on the amount of games he's played. But just that if I I trust... if I'm when, when the Sixers play the Jazz, I'm not afraid of Rudy Gobert guarding Joel Embiid. I'm just not afraid of it. In any sense, and if, and and I think because Joel Embiid is more Joel Embiid is more of a dominant offensive center than than Rudy Gobert is a dominant defensive center. Like Rudy Rudy Go, you know what I mean? That's not that's not because Joel Embiid is a better defender than Rudy Gobert. It's because Joel Embiid is a better offensive player than Rudy Gobert is a defensive player. Joel Embiid if, not if, dominates anybody like that. If the Nuggets match up with the Jazz this year, I don't think Jokic will get locked down. Like, you know, I just, it, it, it's much more liable to happen and no because Jokic will bring Rudy Gobert out to the ocean he'll bring him out to the perimeter and make him guard out there and there you have a problem yes Jake I understand he can't guard out there but but he's yeah he can't guard out there he's a center He's he does his job in the paint and he does it better than anyone in the league and you all I gotta say you have Rudy you, Gobert stats to back that up too and I'm mad because you won't bring him out he literally, he literally told me them before the show it's like the greatest defensive season of all time which means we need to like reevaluate how we're discussing some of these advanced <laughs> stats because it's just not there it's just not there like Riz, Jokic is also he broke advanced stats as well he's having the sixth greatest season in NBA history yeah, according yeah. to win chairs for 48 and I'm the win chairs guy but they don't tell the whole story win chairs also say that Pau Gasol was the best player on the two Lakers titles when they had Kobe so it's right. it's there's a flaw there, there's and, definitely a flaw you have to leave room for it for Gobert is an unbelievable defender but that's all he is. He's just an A plus defender. He's not like an all time great. No defender. He's not like a Kim Olajuwon. He's not like a Bill Russell. Not he's all, just like a very very good like defender, in the mix. All time great. He's the one of the best the great defend the one of the great defenders of his era. That's that's all he is. I'll take. I'll, I'll give him that. That that I don't think I need more than that. But one of the greatest defenders of his era right now is the best defensive center in the NBA. You're like, I don't understand how you say that and then say he's not the best defensive center in the NBA. Is Joel Embiid also one of the greatest defending defensive centers of his era? This year, Embiid's a better defender than Rudy Gobert. Is Embiid, Gobert is, is Embiid also one of the best defensive centers of his era? Because if that's a no, then Gobert right now is a better defender than Joel Embiid. Uh, if historically... Gobert is a better defender than Embiid because of the defensive player of the years he's racked up in the past. But just this year, like, like I'll, I trust Embiid as a defender more than I trust Gobert as a defender. I, I trust him if if the Sixers played the Nuggets in the finals, I trust Embiid to actually like really make Jokic struggle. If the Sixers play the Lakers in the final, I think he'll really make Anthony Davis struggle. And I think Gobert actually would make Davis struggle too, but. It, it's go anyway. Ben Simmons is the best <laughs> defender this year because he just does every fucking thing possible. You can move him anywhere. He's fast as shit. I'll give you that one. I'll give you that nuts. one. And he, he's just, he's so useful. Mm -hmm. 
So let me just bring it all back. I really opened up Pandora's box. You here. did. You pissed me off. That's what you did. All, it just doesn't sit right with my spirit. Where you have in a playoff series, let's imagine a scenario where, you know, fourth quarter tight game. My team, I'm rooting against Utah. My team's best guard, whoever that may be, let's Devin Booker, Chris Paul. I mean, you go down the list, is matched up on the wing. They get a switch, and it's Rudy Gobert. And I go, yes. <laughs> when I see Rudy Gobert, and I go, yes, Barbecue. matched up against Barbecue the guard. Like, it, it's over. You can't, you can't be the yes, best well, defender in the NBA when I go, yes, when we get that <laughs> defensive matchup. When I see Embiid get switched on to Kyrie, I think, Oh, for one possession, you can do this. Like, you can do it for one possession. It's a coin flip, right? Yeah. Ah, yeah. It's not what I want, but, so, like, I'm not like... If the Jazz wind up playing the Nets in the finals, the Net Gobert will be, like, on the bench when it matters. Like, that, that's what will happen. Kyrie and James Harden will run circles around him. He'll look like a middle schooler out there. Like, yeah, like best defensive season of all time. Jake, you really painted a picture with that just now. Because, yes, anytime, anytime... He comes and hedges off a screen and gets switched onto a guard out there. I know it's uh, in the ocean. He's sinking. He out there in the ocean on an island. He don't know what to do out there. I saw Steph Curry make him do a 540 at the three point line. <laughs> like, like, Samba lesson. <laughs> dancing out on the three point line. Like a whole Zumba class out of the three point line. <laughs> so from, from that standpoint, I really do understand. I, th I think I was more of. Let's just give the man his props because I was on y'all side. I was like, get out of here with this Rudy Gobert nonsense. To be honest, when the Jazz plateaued as the number one seed in the West, I kind of turned my sights elsewhere. There were there were other things to pay attention to in the NBA. The Jazz being the best team in the NBA kind of was a was a given, maybe to their detriment. But from I'll say February, March on, they they didn't fall. Now I'm paying attention to you. what's going on with the Lakers, what's going on with the Nets, what's going on with the Bucks, like what's going on with the Suns. There's other teams that I'm paying attention attention to. So then maybe about a week or two ago, I go back and, and really look at the Rudy Gobert advanced stats because I was like, people are still saying this. Like, this didn't calm down. And now he's about to win Defensive Player of the Year. So what's really all the hype about? And it was true. I was like, this dude is having an, an absolutely unbelievable defensive year. All time, like advanced stats or no advanced stats, like the volume he sees at the rim and the amount of shots he turns away in the paint is historic. And it's not just sit there and block shots when they get fed to you at the rim. It's I'm the ultimate patroller of this paint. Now, that's different from a one on one matchup. And what you guys are talking about are one on one matchups. No, Rudy Gobert is probably barbecue chicken in a lot of those. <laughs> in a lot of those. But in terms of protecting the paint, being the ultimate patroller of the paint, he's having a great season. So, like, we just have to actually be objective about that. Now, when playoff time comes and it's Big Joel or Anthony Davis and Jokic on a one-on-one -on -one situation, you know what? We know we know what Rudy we know what Rudy brings to the table. We you know what I mean? We know where his limitations lie. Ever since a rookie Jaleel Okafor put a shoulder into the chest the rim, of Gobert and yammed on his head. He's been written off in my book ever since that moment. I'll have to go find the highlight. I watch it from time to time. That is crazy. So we can't give we can't give him the best best defensive player in the league because he might win defensive player of the year. He probably will. He, he probably he, he will. Probably is going if you look at the votes that have already been cast, he's going to win defensive player of the year. Which is there's, why there's I'm glad we had this conversation. public votes for defensive player of the year. All of them have picked Rudy Gobert. Mm. Yeah. All right, well, we're going to move on off of Rudy Gobert. You got me like a real, real hot bother with that, yo. 
because that was that was crazy. But we're gonna move on to the to the second part of our episode. Um because Straight Facts gave out its all NBA selections. We posted it on our Twitter and our Instagram at straight facts underscore pod. Um so and Jake is in there like like ready, ready to chomp at the bit, and y'all will understand why in about maybe two minutes. But I want to go through the teams real quick. I'll put them up on the screen as well. Um, but for those of you listening, here are the teams. My first team: Steph Curry, Russ, Luca, Jokic, and Giannis. My second team: Dame Lillard, Kyrie, Kawhi, Embiid, Paul George. My third team: CP3, Brad Bill, Julius Randle, Rudy Gobert, Jimmy Butler. Kyle, who's not here with us, his first team, Steph Curry, Dame Lil, Joel Embiid, Jokic, and Giannis, his second team, CP3, Harden, Kawhi, Rudy, and Paul George, his third team, Luka, Russ, LeBron, Nick Vucevic, which I understand what he's doing there, trying to give Vooch some props, and Jimmy Butler to round out his third team. Jake's first team, Steph, Dame, Embiid, Jokic, Giannis, second team, CP3, Luka, Kawhi, Rudy, the guy he's so against, is on his all-NBA second team, <laughs> Jimmy Butler. Third team, James Harden, Russ, LeBron, Zion, and Jonas Valanciunas. Stat Matt, his first team, Steph, CP3. Thank you. Thank you for what you're doing there, Matt. I, I really appreciate that. Steph, CP3, Embiid, Jokic, Giannis. Second team, Dame Lil, Luka, Kawhi, Rudy Gobert, Jimmy Butler. Third team, Kyrie Irving, Bradley Bill, Julius Randle, Bam Adebayo, and Paul George. Again, Statman also, the guy who he does not trust in the playoffs is on his all-NBA second team. <laughs> so, all-NBA all NBA regular second season. Second team. Regular but season. But he's a one-dimensional player. But he's a one-dimensional player. He only does one thing. So That's why he's not first team. Wanted- <laughs> he was two-dimensional, he'd be first he'd be team. first team. Anyway, okay, okay. We don't have to go back into the Rudy Gobert conversation. It is what it is. We're going to leave it there. But I do want to. I do want to get into a discussion about our All NBA teams because we all we all varied a little bit. There's. I, bet, I gotta say, I bet we all Russ on the first team is wild. It's like absolutely nuts. And I think it's. I think it's just as wild as. He, I think he it's was just as wild as CP3. The first twenty games of the season, he was awful. The first, and, 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 he was put through a bad quad. Right, right. But was, he was he was really bad. Was the first injured, twenty games st- of the season and still ended up averaging a triple double. That's not easy to do. That that's very very hard. Him and Oscar. Robertson are the only people to do it. Like that's very, very hard to do, and he did it again. So, so I think it's just as of a much of a reach, or maybe just as uncommon as CP3 on the first team. CP3 on the second or third team, yes, like give him the recognition on the first team. The difference is that he he turned the Suns into the best, second best team in the NBA. Russ made the Wizards go 34 and 38. The as Suns the have a much player. better roster around CP3 than the, than the Wizards do around Russ. A much better all around roster. James, you know that. I, like, you Bradley can argue Beals against. better than anyone else Chris Paul has. You, you could argue against Chris Paul. You have CP3 for MVP written right behind you. <laughs> <laughs> that's, for the, that's for the vibes. That's, that's for the vibes. That's for the vibes. People also want Julius Randle in the. In the in the MVP discussion, he's teetering all around our third teams. So that's that's for, we, that's for the recognition. We, also, that's for we, recognition. we haven't talked about the Hawks like at all, and they're the five seed, and we didn't leave, put Trey Young on any teams. No, like <laughs> no, like no, the Hawks. Like, for that, everyone cares. Uh, like uh, Trey Young was closer to my team than Russell Westbrook was. 
<laughs> I don't, I don't, what? He averaged a triple double. I, that's the fourth time he's done it. <laughs> Which is insane. Don't downplay it. Like it's like the fact that he did it four times over is wild. You, the fact that he did it once, the fact that he did it twice, oh, three, four, like, like that's wild as well. It's just because he hit, ooh, he hit the magic 10 number doesn't mean he's like all, all of a sudden the they're fifth not, best player in the NBA. They're not, they're not, this season. they're not, and it's not the fifth best player because if, if this was just straight rankings, there's there's a lot of people in front of Russ, but it's it's position wise. And has he been a, statistically a He's not been the second best guard in the NBA. I, I think he's, I think he's, he's had the second best guard season in the NBA, like one of the best guard seasons in the NBA. I, I have, I have. I am unashamed for putting Russ on my first team. Just like you're unashamed of putting Chris Paul on your first team. So, I like I, I can't even get into the Russ on the first team. Like I, I disagree with that. You move Luka Doncic out of position A to put Russell Westbrook on the first team, yes, and then B, yes, you did it to snub Joel Embiid because you knew it would make me, Matt, and first Kyle all, upset. That's why you did it. All, That's why you did it. First of all, first of all. I don't do things for y'all. I do things for me. <laughs> for your enjoyment <laughs> when we got it when we get upset. Correct. Two, Correct. I wasn't the only person to move somebody out of position. Because if I if I go back and check tape, do do you not have Embiid as a forward? Do you not have, have, have Embiid as a forward? Now, now you are not the only person to have it beat as a forward because you're so homer that you can't accept He's eligible. You can't. He's eligible. And so is Luca at the forward position, just like Luca is eligible Wait. for me. And, 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 and. You guys only do that because one, you can't accept the fact that Yogic is having now a better season than Embiid and is going to get the MVP and probably first team. There's only one center position and Embiid can't have it. So you have to move him to forward to get him on the first team. And Luca has spent more time being the forward when Jalen Brunson comes in the game than Embiid has ever, ever spent his forward. When has Embiid played anything other than center? Ever in the NBA game. I don't I don't care. Well, last, I don't care. Last year. I don't care what he's Horford. what he's eligible for. But last year with Dude, we're not, this isn't last year's awards. I know, but you're saying whenever in the NBA. This, whenever, this listen. season. This season. What, this isn't last year's award. What is it? Jokic plays forward from time to time. I can make him the forward instead of Embiid. He plays forward more than Embiid does. I can, whatever. Cool. Also. But, wait, I just, I, I know, I don't want to get too hung up on Russ, but I got to say, Chris Paul, and I know I've kind of gone against wind chairs a bit, but they do mean something. And. Chris Paul is sixth in the NBA in win shares this year. Okay, flex the win share stats. Russell Westbrook is 110th. <laughs> fifth best, fifth this best. Is, here's some people ahead of Russell Westbrook in win shares. Dwight Howard, I Seth to, Curry, I'm on defend Robert Russell Covington. That's fine. That's fine. DeAndre Jordan. That's that's oh fine. My God. That's fine. They don't nearly bring the impact on the game on the on any other no, parts of the roster. See, it's flawed. Rush should be in like the 40 zone. It's like not. 30s to it's 40s. not as egregious as moving someone to a position they literally don't play. You okay. you guys watch Sixers games every night, and he never plays forward. I don't even know why he's eligible to be there. So you're here's telling what I tell me you. you know more than the official NBA. Yes, <laughs> because he doesn't. Matt, Matt, you watch, you watch these Sixers games. Wait, he doesn't share the floor with Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard comes in to back him up. So, so he does. He literally never plays. Luca actually bumps down to the three. No, I don't, I don't have a problem. I don't have a problem with putting Luca as a forward. I don't have a problem with. Okay, that. I do because here, let me. You're doing it. To, you're only like, doing for the sole reason you're only, of keeping the second best player in the NBA this year off your first you're team. Only, like, you're like, only no, doing no, no, it. No, 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 no. 
no, 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 no. I need to get this out. Because you go and sit there and point to your Jokic. If Joel was healthy the whole year, Joel would have won MVP. Yes, That's number one. And then we could put Joel at center over Jokic. But he wasn't. But he wasn't. Number two. But he wasn't. You put Russell Westbrook <laughs> in your first team so you could keep Joel off no, the first No, no, I didn't. Truly, truly, I did not. I didn't even realize that, like, that's the transaction that happens until you, until you pointed it out, which does make it a little bit more better. Makes me even more unashamed of it. But... Don't don't tell me I moved someone to put somebody else in. You moved Joel Embiid so you could have him on your first team. I because know, he deserves it. I Russ know, doesn't deserve that's it. That's the only reason that they're allowing Joel Embiid to be eligible at forward because they know, damn, he probably has to be on the first team. But if he's been eligible last three years, it, it should, be, should be backcourt and frontcourt. Should be two front court, three back. Court. Well, however you want to change the rules so that Embiid can be first team is fine. No, change just, the rules. Just, they already said he could be just, a forward. Just admit, <laughs> just admit you're bending shit so someone could get in. And just like yes. I am, I, yes, I am bending shit to put Russ on my first team. But so Somebody are you. Bent it for me. I didn't have to bend it. It was already well, I'm, I'm doing for this, me. I'm doing the same thing. I'm doing the same thing. And all right, so. Let's just agree to disagree on the first teams. I think a productive exercise would be that we can all agree on. Um, well, maybe not, but it won't be as adversarial. Is who is the biggest snub out of all of our teams? Is there any player that got left off of? I mean, I guess is the answer Trey Young, as we mentioned. Trey well, Young he's didn't a make a team. For all of us, but I'm, I want to look at. I didn't have Harden. I didn't, LeBron I, didn't, on my team. I didn't have LeBron. I don't think I had Harden either. No, I didn't have Harden or LeBron on mine either. Does they're not snubs? Does Zach, you got to play? Zach Levine a snub? No, with the stacked guard uh, play. With the stack, yeah, that's yeah. tough, especially in the Eastern Conference. That's. I think there's a lot of ways you can cut it. Trey Young probably might be the biggest snub for me. I mean, games played mattered, and, and LeBron didn't play enough games to me to to warrant him on this list. And then. Just lastly, and Matt, so you said your biggest snub was LeBron or possibly yeah, LeBron Harden. LeBron and Harden. Harden's, Harden's my biggest snub. I'll say Harden's, Harden's my snub. because he played like a decent amount of games, but like the first eight games he played of the season, he was literally like not trying yeah. because he wanted to get traded. So you can really only count like 38 of the 46 games he played. And he's missing the most important ones. He missed the ones coming down the stretch. Yeah, and but then, when he played, he like it was like, oh my god, uh, it's impossible you, to beat the Brooklyn but, Nets. But to put him on, would to take who are you gonna take off? You know, you're, you're for me, you take off Russ. But for you to be Russell, fucking if you're Russ, but if you're who you're gonna take off? CP3, Brad Beal, Kyrie, Dame, like who you you know, Luca, who you're gonna take off of this list to put James Harden on? I'm not gonna. Yeah, I I can't I can't put James Harden on just because I can't. Brad Beal was the second leading scorer in the NBA. Right. Kyrie Irving had the best season of his career and played like. A lot of games. more games than any so. than any of the, those two. But Jake, what was your mm -hmm. exercise? Go ahead, because we're getting anarchy. Again. Well, no, that I mean that pretty much was it. Uh, d just determining who got left off the chin because we were arguing, you know, who was on there and should be in a different position. Um, I'd say Beal and I just Irving think are probably is, my it two. It is hilarious players. that you guys spent a good five to ten minutes slandering Rudy Gobert, only to have him on your second teams. Jake, Jake, don't let me scroll again. Okay, I was about to say, like, to, to have him on your second teams, second team All NBA. But but he's, oh, I, he's I, a one, I admit it. He's he's a one dimensional. He guy. is one dimensional. He he is. He's Clint Capella on steroids. Clint Capella on steroids. Congrats, is, congratulations. Clint Capella on steroids. You get played off the floor in the playoffs. Clint Capella on steroids. You get played like Clint Capella on steroids isn't a, isn't a second team All NBA player. Maybe third team. 
I can, Rudy I Gobert wanna... is a player built for the regular season. That's our slander. It's the playoffs. Mm. But for the regular season, he's great. If you if you take any if you for an eighty-two game or seventy-two game, however long the season's going to be, Rudy Gobert is the second or the third best center you can pick between Embiid, Jokic, and and uh, himself. But when the playoffs come around, I'll take Bam Adebayo before I take Rudy Gobert. Kyle, um, Kyle don't get a Kyle don't get out of this. He gonna listen to this back, and and we, I'm about to make him a trade or something. Just tr- since the Hawks never, no one gives a shit about them. I'm just gonna read Trey Young's stats: 25 points per game, nine assists, and he shot like uh, 59% true shooting. Like that, and he's on a team that overachieved and got 41 and 31. Like if <laughs> if if the Hawks were the Knicks and the Knicks were the Hawks. Everyone would be talking about Trey Young, and That's no one true. would be talking about Julius Randle. That's true. How 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 it is inversely, but but what I was going to say is Kyle don't don't get out of having to explain himself at some point because I love Nick Vooch to the best of them, and that's why I said when I read his list, I appreciate what he's doing. But Nick Vooch on All NBA third team, better or worse than me putting Valanciunas? You have Valanciunas on your third, way better. I don't know anything about what Valentinus has done this yeah, year. Yeah, like, what, so, where do you get that from? Zion, too, dog. If I were to guess his stats, what are they, like, 15 and 8? You have, it's like, seven, whole year, it's like 17 and 12. That's wild, that's actually pretty That good. is pretty good. Um, And in the last, this is what I look at. Zion's also, like, like what, top 10 in league in scoring, so he might go. Well, Zion, it was just the efficient, the efficient, the efficiency that he has in the paint is like Shaquille. Straight up Shaquille. Like, no one does it but Shaq. And Giannis. That's because Zion was a tough cut for me, but I thought I had to put Randall in. Here, here's here's my case for Valanciunas. I didn't think anyone popped uh, in terms of like third string centers. Uh, it, really, it's like the fourth center since I have three centers in there, James and whatever. Three centers in my top two teams, so it's really the fourth center. And like when you come down to it, like guys like Bam. I mean, I, I don't know. When, look, Valanciunas. I think his last ten games. Here, I'll read off the stats. 17 points, 12.3 rebounds, almost two blocks, and 55.6% from three-point range on almost one three-pointer per game. That's knockdown. That's, like, disgusting. Uh, no, that's, like, a 12-game... That's 12 games. On less that's than a, a, three, that's a less, fifth of a season. On less than a three per game. On less than a three per game. That's about a three per game. <laughs> Took one about. So, like, when you, when you match it up versus Vucevic... I like A, on my All-NBA teams, you could find, like, the thread. A, I like giving it to the best player, kind of not uh, worked in through injury. So, like, LeBron I have on there, Harden I have on there. Um, and then also I like giving it to on the lower teams, newer guys. So, Zion's on there. And Valanciunas for me. Hey, he he propelled them so third, in their fight for the play-in seeds. Your third team is for your attaboys. For your, for it's kind of... And, and I'm, I'm, I'm a little upset that I couldn't sneak... Randall, like Randall, I would have loved. I, right, very attaboy. Third team is, yeah, that's very well put. That's exactly what it you're is. At, you're attaboys. For that logic, I can't believe Julius Randall's not on there. He's the biggest attaboy I, in yeah. the I gotta say, I gotta say, I'm really happy we snubbed him because, not because he deserves it, just because I irrationally will hate him for the rest of his career, and that's Jason Tatum. None of us put Jason Tatum. Oh, no, Tatum. he don't get it. Yeah. He don't get it. His his subway sandwich. He stink this year, right? Yeah. I mean, he did. He did. He did, he did just pop uh, in the playing game. I'll get to that. 
I'll get to that if I if I add the buzzer. But finally, finally, we're done with the the main talks. I think it's right to the countdown, right? Yep. Hey guys, we're now we're headed to the countdown number five. The number of Premier Leagues Manchester City has won since 2012. Before then, they hadn't won a single league title since 1968. That tends to happen when an owner buys your team and has a whole bunch of money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oil money, specifically. And they have a chance to win their first ever European trophy in the Champions League. Uh, not this Saturday, but next Saturday against mm-hmm. Chelsea. Number four. The number of times the Seattle Mariners have been no hit in their last 171 games. Uh, Can't be real. Jake, Jake. Can't be real. Every, ever since you had the statement of no hitters in the MLB, I think this is the fourth or fifth. Like, like, it's the fifth this year. It's the fifth this year. Yeah. So I think as, as soon as you said it, they they came in absolute bunches. We had another one last night. There was one last night, and I woke up like so. Like I do like a sports betting show, whatever. I wake up. I'm looking at the rundown. Like I'm looking at all my stuff. Let me get into the show, and they're like, "Huh, another no hitter last night." I was like, "What the yeah, hell? What's going on?" Like here? I got. No, I'm looking through my phone. Like no <laughs> notifications about it. It's to the point where it's just expected. Yeah, just like the lead sports center. It's like they spent like ten minutes about how great it was. Now it's like, oh, it's like in the B block, and they'll spend a minute or two, think, and then they'll, they'll move on. I think it should be just as big of a deal as a pre- as prevalent and prolific as offenses in the MLB. Now it should be like, oh shit, someone actually held a team to zero hits. Like, that's freaking impressive, dog. <laughs> Well, ever since they dejuiced it, it's been they dejuiced the baseball. Whatever, this is going down the rabbit hole. I don't want to talk about freaking Juice juiced up baseballs. Remember when we did that like two years ago? Talked about juiced baseballs. We were right. We were all right. <laughs> we were all right. That's funny. Number three, <laughs> the number of combined minutes of the Stanley Cup playoffs that the Straight Facts podcast crew has watched. Unashamed. A little cringe, but like unashamed. I'm unashamed. The Flyers that. aren't in it. I I just can't get it, especially with it overlapping with the NBA. I can't get into yeah. it. Matt, you're you're the one who has watched them. Yeah, I watch I watched a couple like three minutes of the Penguins for you, Islanders game good, last good night. For you. I don't know who won. I'm guessing it was the Penguins because they were up two nothing in the second period. Um and. I all I've I usually really like the Stanley Cup playoffs, but I'll probably get into it more when like the semi-finals roll around. I know like which teams are actually like like first round's not as special as like the second round. Here's my I do know a bunch of like overtime games have happened. I've just seen that on Twitter. Though. Because both of you, Jake used to be deep into hockey. Bigger than basketball, yeah. like way deeper. But hockey. but 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 as of recently, you've been heavy. You know, hockey has, has gone to the wayside. But you've never not paid attention to it. This year, you didn't pay attention to it. Even Matt, especially you, you you're usually knee deep in the Stanley Cup playoffs. You're not this year, and I think I've replaced my hockey fandom with like my Premier League. Fandom. I think I think I think, I think the pandemic, when all sports got taken away, it made everyone prioritize. Like when it comes back. Like this is what I'm watching because when you were we were starved for sports for months and when they all came back at once it was like man I missed football baseball yeah, basketball and really soccer to watch, though they had a decent run they got they, the game seven they, of the they, yeah they, you know what they won three they won like three overtime games in that series and I'm, but and I'm gonna see it on sports year, just, and I'm gonna see it on sports yeah, I, like, watching the game like Jeff Carter's on the Penguins <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm just saying I think ho- hockey is really it, it's it's a it's really falling in hierarchy in America in America. For sure. Number two. The number of LA Angels in the top two of slugging percentage. That is Mike Trout and Shohei Otani. I actually tweeted this today. So, Matt, you read my mind. Or, or yesterday. How the Angels got the two, two of the best players in baseball. Maybe they're two best players in baseball. And they stink. 
They're third, they're like third worst in the league. Like, how does that happen? Any other sport, if you have two top five players, you're going to a championship. Yeah. Any, any sport. Because, because the other seven batters are forced to hit. Yeah. <laughs> you can't control that. The usage rate in baseball <laughs> can't be 40%. I was like, okay, only LeBron and Anthony Davis are going to touch the ball. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if only Mike, if you got to trade between Mike Trout and Shohei Otani at bats, Angels would be snapping. Yeah, right Angels would be the best, player, best team in baseball because they're both having so, MVP caliber starts. And Mike Trout actually he just got hurt, right? So he'll be out for, I think they said like four to six mm-hmm. weeks, which will be huge in terms of the MVP race. I think like Shohei, and in terms of the betting markets, Shohei Otani is right now a huge favorite to be the AL MVP. And I think like, He's a runaway. Who's not going to vote for this guy if his ERA is under like four? He has a two one. In- he has a two one ERA right now. He's been injury prone in his right. That's career. the only thing that can stop him. So I bet since if he's oh, if there's too much bet on him, I bet like the whoever's like plus five hundred because if he gets injured, that'll slide up. Put a sprinkle a bit on that. I'll look that up after. Sprinkle this. a little. Sprinkle a little. I think bit it's Buxton. That. He's been hurt too. Uh, number two. Oh, he did that. Mm. <laughs> and number one, the number of second round picks to win MVP. Uh, that would be Willis Reed, the only other guy to do it. I'm not reading the second part of this sentence, which I'm assuming Matt wrote. Jokic, Jokic will I have be the second. Jokic. I hate Gobert way more than I hate Jokic. Oh, Jokic I'm sorry. I, mis- I, I, mis- I misread. Jokic will be the second to win. I thought it was second round picks to to like win MVP and win the title. I, I don't know what I misread. Oh. I thought it was Matt was saying that Denver's going to win the title. No, no. No, you, oh you yeah, Jokic you, 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 will be the second. Correct, Jokic will, will be the second. And, and Matt, I think this is just you taking another victory lap because you were saying Jokic when it wasn't popular to say it. Now it's popular, everyone can see the writing on the wall. It's, it's it, no, one's, no one is Aristotle for saying Jokic anymore. I crack up and watch the TV and people are like, Jokic is the MVP. I'm like, yeah, no shit, man. Everyone, everyone knows that. But you said it. Months and months of pre-Joel Embiid injury, you said Jokic is quietly having the best offensive season in the NBA, and no one realizes it. And then we peeled back the Joel Embiid curtain. Everyone was like, "Holy shit, he really is! He's runaway MVP now." And you were the start of that train. Like I do, got to give you props for that. And now it's I'm the reason why Jokic won MVP. There, <laughs> yeah, there you go. It'll be the third straight foreigner to win. And like Luca could win it next year, and Bead could win it next year. We could all we could like lose Americans winning MVP. It's a global game, man. I think it's 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 the it's the next biggest global game after soccer. But um, we're almost out of time for this episode. Always you can get some shots up at the buzzer. Anybody, anyone got something to say at the buzzer? Either one of you. Okay, so my new job is I walk around BJ's and I try to sell people clean energy. Awesome. And I understand people don't want to be bothered when they shop. Just tell me from the beginning I'm busy, <laughs> and then walk away. Don't give me like a minute and like uh, you stop and I ask you your address and and then I type it in and then I got one person. I needed the last four of their social. They gave it to me and then they wouldn't give me their email address. <laughs> what are you doing? If you don't if you don't want to be bothered, tell me from the jump so I can move on. <laughs> from every, and, from every uh, one strung me along. I got all the way to the point where he needed to sign. He's like, why would I sign? Like, oh I my like, god. Why did you stop for like five minutes? <laughs> it's funny you say that. Uh, Sarah and I were out getting something to eat and like, you know, the waitress comes up and she's got like an older waitress behind her, like training, whatever. And, you know, she starts off like, oh, do you have the, the we're Iron Hill, do you have the Iron Hill credit card? And I'm like, no. And then she stops, 
turns away from us and goes, should I ask them if they want the credit card now? <laughs> so like the woman behind and like, she's so like, like whispering, whispering like back and forth. And she's like, no, just take the order. Like take the order now. Like, and then I was like, you know what? Like I'll do you even one better. I'm not going to get what, whatever that is. I'm not going to get it. So don't, don't waste your time. Don't even, don't worry about it. I'm not going to get it. That's mad funny. It was a training. You caught her in the middle of the training. And I, I'd like to say I'm selling like something that I, I would, if I was selling credit cards, I'd be like miserable. Like I, cause, it, but I'm selling like a lot of these people actually do help them save money on their electric bill. A lot of them clean energy. Man. They don't, but I don't <laughs> tell I them think that. I did. I think so. <laughs> no, I show them the rate. I show them the rate and they decide whether they want to sign up. Mm. So Someone did jump me outside my, not literally jump me, but one of the clean energy people when I was in college jumped me, uh, like when I was going into my house and I ended up. They pressured me. They were good. They were. They, I didn't know what they wanted initially, and then they work you into like where you're like, oh, you're trying to sign. Yeah, yeah. And I ended up signing up for it because it saved us money. They gave it. We we got we got a great opening line. It's like, hey, did you get the fifty dollar gift card that PJs was giving out today? And they're like, oh, <laughs> you are the <laughs> <Bad>. worst, <laughs> you, you dog, <laughs> absolute. I would punch you in the face and just. <laughs> I would put you in the face. And, 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 and do you guys actually have BJ gift cards to give out? Or, or yeah, yeah, but it, it's oh, actually okay. like oh, okay. It's, and, and but the thing is, we mail it to them, so that's oh, oh, the oh, I'm swearing. What's the address that, you, that, that you'd like me to mail the gift card to? <laughs> and then once I get the address, I can show them. And then they're like, "Oh, do you I'm use Pico? Swearing. What's your average electric bill?" Boom. That's crazy, Jake. What, you got something to say at the buzzer? Uh, I don't really have anything specifically, but what I will say, and pretty sure I'd say this pretty much anytime it gets nice out, like I'm very glad that the weather is, it's supposed to be like 80s, 90s, later in the week here in Philly. It's just so much better going outside. I can walk anywhere I want now without having to like bundle up. It's just not that I really had to bundle up the past few months, but just like no worries, summertime. no worries when you walk out the crib. Yeah, yeah, summertime in Philadelphia, it stays light out for longer. It's just the best. Nice. It is the best. Summertime in Philly is elite, and wintertime in Philly is hell. You know, pun intended. Yeah, uh, trash. Paradox intended. Head terrible. It's literally terrible. Um, all I got to say at the buzzer is we talked about it a little bit. Jason Tatum uh, popping off for <clears throat> for a 50-burger um, in the, in the playing game, which apparently won't count. I don't know if you guys, like, saw the reports, but the stats in these... Pl- it's like purgatory stats. It's not regular it's season not, or playoffs. Yeah, stats. so so it can't go in. Like people thought he had a shot at sixty three at, at Mike's record, and it wouldn't have counted. So the NBA, all I gotta say is like, not to come to Jason Tatum's defense, but figure it out because I'm pissed if I'm Jason Tatum, and that those aren't playoff stats. Where where do those lie? Like I can't, you know, I can't apply those anywhere. So that that sucks. That's the only bone I gotta pick with the NBA on that. There's some that that is actually a little surprising. Because there's like some major out, like if LeBron, like they're not going to, but like if they were to lose two games, like there goes LeBron's never lost in the first round, but it wouldn't go because it's purgatory stats. Say, say he he gets a playoff triple-double. I'm pretty sure he's like inching close to the playoff triple-double record. Like if he gets one tonight, it's not going to count. Right, which is it. yeah, it's cheesy. That's that's cheesy. cheese. That's NBA extra, cheese for sure. Extra. I have LeBron. LeBron, despite the fact that he averages twenty-seven, seven and seven for his career, he's never had a game where he's had exactly twenty-seven, seven and seven. So it'd be really funny if the time he did it was in like the purgatory stat playing yeah, game. It doesn't, and it doesn't it doesn't count. That's crazy. All right, speaking of the play-ins, we got to get out of here so we can go watch them. That's all the time we have 
for this episode of Straight Facts. For my guy, Kyle Sirk, somewhere doing something. I don't know, wasn't able to make it today. Uh, training. Yeah, there you go. Work training. He's out learning to save lives with CPR. Oh, that's right. He got the CPR training. Over here disrespecting him for, for trying to learn how to save <laughs> lives. Kyle with the CPR training. My guy, Stat Matt. My guy, Jake Galley. I'm James Jackson. These are the facts. Straight up. <laughs>